So hello my friends, Devon Linux here, Photography PX. In today's video we'll cover the main highlight features and do an overview of Nikon's newly announced Z5. Do you know you can find timestamps and links in the description down below, as well as the pinned comment. And also know this is not a sponsored video. Let's get started. After first releasing their mirrorless Z system with the pro-oriented Z6 and Z7 back in 2018, Nikon followed up with their APS-C flagship Z50. But until now, the options for a full-frame mirrorless product were solely the Z6 and Z7, and sadly both of these cameras are quite expensive. Thankfully, in 2020, the release of the Z5 aims to change that. The Z5 is Nikon's fourth mirrorless camera slotted to sit directly above the Z50 and below the higher-end Z6, and it now becomes a second entry point for new users into the Z system. At first glance, it not only looks identical to the Z6, but it also borrows many of its high-end capabilities and specifications. While technically classified as an entry-level model, it ticks many boxes in the vein of a high-end camera. Camera. Yet at launch, it's currently the most affordable full-frame camera they've ever released. As such, it looks to be quite an attractive option for existing DSLR shooters or first-timers wanting to jump into full-frame. And it's a camera Nikon aims directly at budget users wanting a lower-cost full-frame option. In price, it competes with Sony's A7 Mark II and Canon's EOS RP, but in features, it competes directly with Canon's EOS R and Sony's A7 Mark III. It features a 24.3 megapixel CMOS sensor and the Xspeed 6 image processor. Nikon opted to use their conventional CMOS sensor with this camera rather than implementing the backside illumination structure found in the higher-end Z6. By design, backside illumination is quite costly to implement, so it makes sense to see this removed. Thankfully, the differences between conventional CMOS and backside illuminated sensors are only apparent when zooming in at 100% at higher sensitivities, and most users won't recognize any differences between this camera and the Z6. The camera also offers continuous shooting speeds of 4.5 frames per second. While a bit on the slow side, it should be sufficient for most moderate moving sports in action. In this particular continuous high setting, maintains both autofocus, tracking, and auto exposure. On the video front, it shoots 4K Ultra HD video up to 30 frames per second and 1080p Full HD video up to 60 frames per second to either the MOV or MP4 formats, and it supplies data rates of 144 megabits per second and 56 megabits per second for 4K and 1080p respectively. The caveat here is that shooting in 4K results in a 1.7 times crop into the frame, making it roughly the equivalent of shooting in the DX APS-C crop mode. This 1.7 times crop factor is most mostly standard in this segment, with Canon's EOS RP having a similar limitation. Thankfully, recording in 1080p does so at full sensor width without any crops. This camera also obtains timecode, zebras, the flat picture profile, and you can capture up to 40 JPEG images during video recording. However, like many cameras in this class, video recordings also limit at industry standard 29 minutes and 59 seconds. It features a native ISO range from ISO 100 to 51200, further expandable to a high setting equivalent of 102400. Unlike the higher end Z6, it doesn't provide a second high setting that pushes the top end to ISO 204800. Nevertheless, low light performance is good for the class, and users can expect usable images up to ISO 3200 or 6400 with minimal processing. 
For Focus, it obtains the same 273-point hybrid phase detect AF system from the higher-end Z6. The system melds both contrast and phase detection to improve accuracy, but it also offers 90% frame coverage and AF support down to negative 4 EV. Nikon's based this system on firmware version 3.0, which brought about updated AF tracking, face and eye detect AF for both humans and animals. And overall, the system is quite robust, accurate, and well implemented. The camera also offers focus magnification and peaking if you prefer manually focusing. Battery life is excellent. It uses the new ENEL15C battery, which now provides the longest lifespan of the entire Z lineup. Nikon rates the battery to deliver 470 shots per charge when using the rear screen and 120 minutes of video recording. These figures are excellent for the class and surpass the 350 shot industry standard. It also represents a 52% improvement over the Z6, which only offers 310 shots in comparison. For displays, it obtains the same OLED electronic viewfinder as the View 6, which has a resolution of 3.69 million dots, a 60Hz refresh, and a large 0.8x magnification. At the time of its release, that was among the best in the full-frame mirrorless segment. Today, while not industry-leading, it remains excellent nevertheless. The camera also obtains a similar 3.2-inch TFT touchscreen LCD as the Z6, but the difference here comes in resolution. Instead of inheriting its 2.1 million dot display, Nikon opted to use 1.04 million dots, a figure more in line with the entry-level segment. Since it's a touchscreen though, it does support Nikon's full suite of touch functionality. These include touch focus, touch shutter, pinch to zoom, navigating and playback, and full menu navigation. A bonus, you can also configure the rear display's color balance, and the same applies with the EVF. Physically, in body design, ergonomics, and handling, this camera is nearly identical to the Nikon Z6. And it also uses a similar magnesium alloy construction for the top and front covers, which provides full weather sealing. But at only 590 grams body alone, it remains reasonably lightweight for a full-frame camera. The only minor difference between it and the Z6 is the missing top deck status LCD, as such, the mode dial positioning now moved to the right side of the camera. Nikon also opted to remove the rear magnesium cover, replacing it with plastic instead. But functionally, the cameras are identical, and it remains equally durable and robust. It also uses the same button layout as the Z6, the vast majority of which fall on the right-hand side by the grip. And coupled with its large and comfortable grip, it delivers outstanding one-handed operation. But outside of that, it also has five-axis image stabilization, dual card slots both supporting UHS-2 speeds, a microphone input, a headphone output, a fully silent electronic shutter, AF fine tuning, Nikon's full and extensive suite of in-camera editing via the retouch menu, 20 creative picture profiles, built-in multi-exposures, built-in HDR, a built-in intervalometer for time lapses, the focus shift shooting mode, a 1.5x APS-C crop mode, image comment, flicker reduction, several lens correction options, a large selection of auto bracketing sets, and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connectivity with the new 5 GHz band. In the end, Nikon Z5 is their most affordable full-frame camera to date, but it's a home run release on their part. In many ways, it's the more affordable Nikon Z6, where the two cameras are mostly identical minus a few high-end video features. As such, it's an excellent entry point into full frame in Nikon's Z system. Compared to its closest rivals, it's undoubtedly the best option to date. The Nikon Z5 provides a far more refined and sophisticated feature set with minimal compromises, and it stands as the current leader of the budget full frame class. Its only real competitor is Nikon 
Nikon's own Z6, which can sometimes be found at a similar price on used market. And the Z6 does offer some helpful advantages that make it the superior choice specifically for hybrid shooters or videographers. Nevertheless, for most users, this camera is the more persuasive option. And as a package, it offers immense value for money. So there you have it, my friends. There are the highlights in the overview of Nikon's newly released Z5. For more information on the Z5 and other Nikon cameras, check out our website, photographypx.com. Go to our camera reviews page and then the Nikon section. And there you will see a full detailed written review as well as other reviews of cameras that may be of interest to you. You can also look at the pinned comment in the description down below and that will take you right to the full review. I've been your host, Von Lennox. We'll see you in the next video. Thank you for watching today's video. I hope you found the contents of today's video insightful and it added value to you. If you're new here, please consider subscribing if you haven't done so already. Also, leave us a like and a comment in the description down below. Let us know if we overlooked something or we missed something that we covered in today's video. I've been your host, Devon Lennox, photography. <laughs>